Whoa, I guess we're starting. Whoa. Hey, good evening, everybody. This is JP Presents. Coming to you live on Thanksgiving night. It's now the day after Thanksgiving. It's 1 a.m. here in Los Angeles. The 25th, I guess that makes it, right? What's that? I don't even know the date. 23rd? Yeah. But Thanksgiving's got to be on a Thursday, I hear. So, uh, yeah, that's why we're we're here. Uh, hope you're having a great night. I had an interesting day. Hearing the great tunes here from the Dorcas, the Duchess pumping up fire on Friday special. I guess that's an old show. Good music, though. I might play a little bit more of that a little bit later. Let's go see if our friends are in chat right now. Come along, will uh, will you? Yeah, join me. Let's see if they're there. But it isn't to like fool the public. It's to um, basically replay the scene and how it happened um, and to show people. emotions. Like the emotions there were real, but people like the news media, the media like hadn't got there in time and things like that. That's the usually news. You, you interview somebody that's in shock and they'll, they'll, they'll come off like a bad actor. It's just how it happened. Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's wrong, but he's also right in a weird way. Um, because, like, I mean, you can very openly talk to, like, news stations, like, well, yeah, because this whole thing happened in three minutes. We couldn't get on scene and give you, like, the full spectrum of what happened, but we want to, like, portray the seriousness of the, the situation. So they do do crisis actors and things like that. Ooh. Time to time, not all the time. Ooh. From time to time, they do call it up. Ooh, interesting. Uh, by the way, we're live now. Live. This, is live. this show's called Extra Gravy. Oh, God. Because I'm going to go have some after I'm done recording this. And uh, So wait, wait, wait. I, I missed this. <clears throat> You're saying that there are extras or, or crisis actors used they for what? Do, they do crisis. So what I was telling Garrett... Mm. Was that you're not you're not necessarily wrong, but you're not. So when you ask mm-hmm. someone in the media, which you can like go up to them and ask them, like mm-hmm. point blank, like oh yeah, like what happened? Um, they'll tell you that they do use crisis actors in situations because sometimes these scenes happen in a matter of one to like three minutes, mm-hmm. and they can't get out there in time to like show or or they're not allowed on the scene. And so they do use crisis actors and actors in situations to try to, like, portray to the public what actually happened and to try to portray the severity mm-hmm. of the, the, uh, the situation. And so, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, I've heard that. It. I have read the but, same thing. Yeah. But that, that doesn't necessarily, to me, mean that, like, all things or shootings or scenarios are fake. Mm-hmm. But that, like, you know, they're trying to portray a situation that did actually happen. Nor, nor does, no, one, one plus one doesn't equal two in this case. I agree. It doesn't necessarily mean they're all faked. I agree that to that. I just don't. And that's it. That's all, that's all uh, I'm saying. Literally. Yeah. I just have a more skewed view of of me, how media works. And I, I don't think people, I, it's a, a very hard thing to accept that the media 
does not have any vested interest in telling you the truth. They are, they are basically infomercialed um, spots, in my opinion. They're tiered infomercial well, spots. And a lot of people don't buy that, yeah. but... No, I'll actually agree with that as well. And it's pay to be played. Does play. whether, it's, whether it's a national tragedy or some other story, whether it be mm-hmm. uh, politically biased, and I mean, we've all seen the YouTube videos where they repeat the same thing on different channels verbatim the same words right and and so i i, I will like agree with that um when it comes to, like national when it comes to like national trap and things like that mm-hmm. when it comes to national tragedies and things like that um i think it's a little bit different when there's like victims involved and so the bigger know, just it's the, a little bit different the bigger the story the mo- more chances it it is of being True? No. Oh. I'm not hearing anything. Shit. She dropped off for a second. Oh, she'll be back. She will be back. Get out and come back in. We can't hear you. You've been muted. Can you hear Liz. me? I can hear you, but I can't hear Liz, so we'll see. If... I'm going to redo my voice setting, too, because mine sounds a little bit off. Okay. So we're just redoing our sound. Hello? I think I'm back now. Uh-oh, this extra gravy show isn't working out so good. Hold on, let me just... All right, so uh, extra gravy, yeah, JP presents. Look, man, you can't fool me. Not with these stories. I would say I caught on. I, I, I had sensed a lot of fishiness. I've always noticed strange trends in the news, and I've been saying what I said tonight, that I feel a lot of news stories, it's basically the news is like infomercialed. Uh, so every story from your main, your prime story, all the way down through uh, to the very last page of that front page section, uh, I think is a tiered effort, uh, and the stories get played uh, basically um, based on uh, on viewership interest, and and who knows what else, uh, what other factors go uh, into um, whatever kind of formula they have. What's up, bangers and mash on Thanksgiving? Sounds great. Actually, just sounds great now because it's like one fifteen. Um, so we're talking a little bit about. I, I I just walked into a conversation Liz was having with Darren, and they're talking about crisis actors. Um, to me, it's impenetrable. Is that even a word? I'm making up words now. My thinking cannot be penetrated on this matter. Um, that. That now 
I had been thinking, okay, how the news is getting wackier and wackier, crazy. Um, Combine, uh, I bought hook, line, and sinker at the time. It was a big tragedy, in my opinion, and I was really... Um, but then I started questioning it, right? I started questioning it at some point, and it was probably because of some dumb YouTube videos I had seen. And uh, But it got me thinking, what if? What if? And the news is already weird, and what if? Um, but, but then... The Gabby Giffords uh, store shooting, Jared Lofner in uh, in Arizona. Uh, the red flags came out, came out, and it never. The red flag has never been put away ever since. And you, I mean, just absolute insanity ever since then, right? We had Cho and um, Colorado uh, theater shooting and um, shootings where people that I know were telling me, oh, I had I knew somebody in that place or I knew somebody in there. And then you had a couple here, uh, uh, Dorner and a, um, a shooting at LA College and all, all around, all around, man. It was everywhere. Uh, there was a big flurry of shootings during um, Obama's reign. And then uh, it just kind of, it seems like it had slowed up a little bit. I almost um, mentally pre- uh, had a prediction for this latest uh, T.O. shooting. I, I had said not more than a day or two before it happened. You know, it seems like it's been a long time since we've had any of these hoax shootings. Sure enough. Well, there it is. So, um, I was... Gigawatt declares bankruptcy owing millions. Oh, boy. Gigawatt, huh? I think that's a coin, right? It's one of the Bitcoins. Jesus Christ. Bitcoin mining firm Gigawatt declares bankruptcy owing millions. Oh, so it was a mining company. <laughs> and they they just closed the doors and took their, their money. U.S.-based Bitcoin mining firm Gigawatt has declared bankruptcy with millions still owed to creditors. The firm uh, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy at a court in the Eastern Division of Washington on Monday, revealing that it still owes its biggest 20 unsecured creditors seven, nearly $7 million in court uh, in court documents. Uh, Gigawatt has estimated assets worth less than $50,000, whereas estimated liabilities are in the range of 10 to $50 million? What? Are you kidding me? How could you owe 50, almost $50 million but only have assets less than $50,000? You've been screwing people over. I don't think that includes uh, that. I guess um, assets definitely doesn't include CEO benefits. 
Uh, so, or CO bonuses. Anyways, that was a little sidetracked there. I don't trust Bitcoin, all right? Don't, don't trust Bitcoin. When I was young, I learned how to fish, right? And I, I learned how to sail and fish, but I learned how to sail. Um, Donner, yeah, light him, light up, haha, BS. Yeah, lighten up. <laughs> um, where was I gonna go with that? For Christ's sake! Yeah, no. So my my thought here on the on the whole, um, not Bitcoin per se, but the blockchain is like this thread of information that never forgets anything. Right. It's, once it happens and it records it, and you've donated to it, you've contributed to it, and it never forgets. So I was just gonna say, like when I was young, I learned how to sail, and then I hadn't sailed in twenty-five years since I had first gone out, learned, did it a few times. Uh, but when I went out to go do it, twenty-five years later. Just a few years back, I remember, I, I couldn't remember the first step, couldn't do it, <laughs> completely slipped my mind. But the blockchain, the blockchain won't forget, never have those human moments like I had. Hopefully that wasn't just Alzheimer's uh, with an early onset happening, but whatever. I didn't want to get all into the hoax thing tonight. I really, you know... It's like, first of all, any of my positions, whether they be calling out the news and calling out NASA for all their evil deeds and what they've done and the table they've set in the world today, okay, those two fucking things alone, the media, NASA, throwing SpaceX, um, and and throw the whole world of science into it, okay? You know, I can call bullshit on that all day, all right? I don't see the parallel to me going to a home where I lived for four years and stepped on the smoldering ground, okay? A place where um, I committed a lot of time to and had a garden, a place I loved and appreciated. I don't see how any of my my opinions have any correlation uh, to that being real or fake. It's a pretty fucking stupid thing to say, but whatever. People are going to say what they say at 1 o'clock in the morning. Probably because they're drunk. <laughs> All right, so all right. Let's see where was I. There is a sweater <laughs> for women. This is great, and it's got. Oh my god! Never mind. I'll just post a picture of it. It's amazing. Copy it. 
Might be just be easier if I paste it in here. Edit, paste. There you go. Um, maybe uh, DJT can get that for his t uh, loved one. Who knows? Should I find a song? Should I call? Should I just end the show? I might have something else to say, so let me see if there's... This was going somewhere good. This was kind of in the world of finance, and I, I just liked where this guy was taking the conversation. I'm just going to hear what he has to say for a few minutes. Make it through. I think you heard recently a rumor that Elon Musk was going to take Tesla Motors back to private. Mm -hmm. That was a tactic that is used by companies to chase off what's called naked short traders in this business. If you're a publicly traded company, you really have two businesses. One is to run your company, make whatever product you're going to make. And the other company is to stay compliant with the SEC. The issue is that you have predators out there, giant corporations, who make their money destroying public companies. This is what they do. They'll short 50, 60, 100 million shares of your stock, and that stock doesn't even exist. Not a conspiracy. And then they'll hire a real detestable industry called a market maker, and the market maker will go out and spread false, bad rumors about your company, like, oh, the CEO... Again, not a rumor. Or the CEO got a traffic ticket, or the car is unsafe, even though there's no evidence to back that up whatsoever. And what will happen is, just that rumor, well enough publicized, will make the stock go down. And when the stock goes down, the naked short traders make millions of dollars a day. Literally millions of dollars a day. And they never have to pay taxes on this money because they never own the stock. It's just a short. So Elon Musk has stopped them once before, and it was just sheer luck. The short trader was one of the largest banks in this country. I think Tesla Motors stock was about $23 or $23.50 a share. They had just done a reverse merger with a publicly traded company. And this bank was naked shorting their stock unbelievably and they hired a market maker to drive the car and trash it and that's exactly what he did he drove it 100 miles an hour with the windows down in the winter time he didn't charge it for a couple of days and he ended up killing it on the pennsylvania turnpike the car got towed he wrote a terrible review of the car and the stock dropped about a dollar fifty a share and the market makers couldn't be more happy and neither could the short traders right Elon Musk sent an engineer to New York, grabbed the black box out of that car, downloaded the information, and discovered that the market maker had severely abused the car, but that the car had actually exceeded all of its design parameters. So Elon Musk cranked up the presses, pumped out a press release saying, see, the car did wonderfully. And the stock bumped back up about two bucks. <laughs> well, this happened to catch the naked short traders without stock to deliver. And the stock didn't exist. So they had to buy it from existing shareholders. Mm. And the stock went from about $24.50 a share all the way to $200 a share in about three weeks. Whoa! Elon Musk dumped about 25 million shares of treasury stock on the market. 
raised another $360 million in equity, paid off his federally subsidized loans, and the rest is corporate history. <laughs> Tesla Motors survived just by the skin of their teeth because the naked short traders almost destroyed Tesla Motors. And had they done that, you would not have an electric vehicle on the American highway today. <laughs> Man, Wall Street scams and schemes. They make the world go around, don't they? The <laughs> bad part about it is all of that activity that was done by the bank and by the market maker is illegal. And the SEC should have put someone in prison over that. All right. But the Obama White House... With um, and I love that show, by the way. I'm a I'm a huge Higher Side Chats fan. I've been listening to them for years. And I'm not so sure what um, Higher Side Chats... Uh, oh, why am I forgetting the dude's name? I haven't listened to it in a little while, but um, the host... Um, damn it. It's a slip of my mind at this late hour, but... Um, I'm not so sure. Kind of curious what he's what he says next because um, I kind of thought he had a different angle with with SpaceX. Uh, but you know, when it comes to finances and the money part of it, it's a lot different from um, the actual show that we're watching on TV. Of course, refused to prosecute any. I think of he's them. trying to get them off the, the SEC. Topic let them all slide, and they started doing it again. And Elon Musk chased them off by saying, well, this time I'm going to take the company private. We have enough cash to buy all the shareholders out. The stock jumped a little bit, and it scared the short traders off. So he bought his company another year or two on the market. Interesting. Yeah. The corporate class has just had a different set of rules as long as I've been alive. Much longer, actually. So illegal, legal. To them, it's all the same, it seems, sadly. But Another big thing I'm excited to talk more about is the Hollow Earth. Maybe you can remind us of how the expedition on the Russian icebreaker plan came about and the latest updates on the prospect of actually being able to make that journey. There are a couple of updates, right? Sure. Just to give everybody a quick update, back in 2005, we were just completing the research on the first volume of the Ark of Millions of Years, which we had put out. It was actually our first book, and it became a national bestseller. And the only piece of evidence that we really lacked was a trip to the Arctic to see if there was any evidence of this oceanic depression or any of this legend of a hollow earth. So I thought, well, surely somebody's doing an expedition. And I began to do a little bit of research, and sure enough, there was a group out of Salt Lake City doing an expedition. So I called them up, I found out how much it cost, and I joined the expedition. And I was on the science team that was going to help build the gyroscope to measure the curvature of the Earth so that we could actually tell if we were sailing into an opening or not. And that lasted about seven or eight months, and the leader of the expedition, who at that time was a great guy named Stephen Curry got the same brain cancer that the late John McCain just died of, and he was gone, just like that. So that was the end of the expedition, and then they called me a couple months later and said, listen, we still really want to do this expedition. Would you lead the expedition? 
And I said, I'll call you back. <laughs> so I let it sit for a couple of months and I called him back and I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it just because I want to see it done and I think we can get this done. Well, 2008 was the year we were going to try to do it, but the economy had a completely different plan, yeah. like crashing. <laughs> so we were not able to raise the $2 million it was going to take to rent the Russian icebreaker and do the expedition. So we postponed it. We tried it again the next year and the next year and just never for two or three years couldn't seem to raise the money. So we decided, all right, we'll shoot a pilot film. We could afford to do that. So I spent about, I don't know, $30,000 of my own money. We shot a pilot film for half an hour. We entered it into the Genes of Galileo contest on Nippon Television Network, and we won. Hmm. And we had about 17 million people watch that movie. I just remembered his name's Greg Carlson. I'm sorry, Greg. We that night. And we thought, okay, now we have the momentum to do it. And we tried to go fund me and Kickstarter and things like that, and just couldn't seem to raise the money. So we decided to see if we could get one of the big cable companies like Discovery or Nat Geo or History or one of them interested in it, which is beyond their budget. They spend about $10,000 a show for what they put on and They didn't have the money to do something this big. So now we have put together a multinational group that is in the process of raising the money to shoot a series and the series is going to begin with all of the stuff that we've already accomplished to Tibet and China and Japan and Mexico and all the legends that we've searched around the world. We're going to shoot all that. And then maybe the second or the third season, we will actually do a reality program, which will be the Arctic cruise. And the Russians just finished two great ships. One of them is called the Arctica, which is fully capable, nuclear-powered, great hull that's going to be able to do this expedition. And they're excited about doing it. So hopefully we can raise the, now it's $3.5 million to get it done. But we think we can do it with the money we raise from the first two seasons of the series. Beautiful, beautiful. And I guess is there a timeline for the series? I've heard you talk about Netflix being involved. Netflix is involved. Netflix is the first pitch, and there are others. There's Hulu, there's Amazon, there's Google, there's Apple, all kinds of bidders. And we'll see once we get the pitch reels done and we you know, let them see the script. I think that there will never be, never has been, and never will be an expedition anything like it. It makes Deadliest Catch look like an afternoon outside of Bass and Pro Shop. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. And for people who are listening and maybe they think the inside of the earth is settled science, how did the conventional ideas about the inside of the earth get as solidified, no pun intended, as they have been when we've only really drilled down about eight miles? Well, that's true. We have only drilled about eight miles, and it's pretty amazing, the settled science. It was based upon two assumptions. One is that the thermal conductivity of iron is very low, and thus the interior of the Earth has this kind of molten dynamo that is responsible for making our magnetosphere. If you pull up a geology textbook, any older than five years, that's exactly what you're going to see. Going back till 
ink was applied to paper. But about 2012, a different hypothesis was put forward. A whole bunch of science in space and in oceanography called into question the current planetary core geology. Things just didn't line up. Washington University employed under Dr. Y. Sessions a group of grad students that analyzed 600,000 seismograms. These seismograms are made every time there's a big earthquake on the Earth. All of the survey stations around the world pick up the vibrations and they kind of gather enough information to do a CAT scan of the Earth. Right. So what Dr. Y Sessions did is they had about 600,000 of these reports, but no analysis. So he put these grad students on it. They wrote the programs. They crunched the numbers. And they discovered another ocean underneath the crust. The size are actually bigger than the Atlantic Ocean. They could pick up the waves crashing on the shore inside the planet. Well, that changed everything. Now we had multiple disciplines, which is very rare in science, actually. Everybody has their own religiosity when it comes oh, to their Oh, come on, man. Get to the we fucking point. Disciplines going after a new hypothesis, and that hypothesis is that Here we go. crystallized iron actually has a high thermal conductivity. It has to in order for this theory to hold any water, so right. to speak. But the trouble is that we don't have access to the crust. <laughs> We've only drilled in eight miles. We don't have a ship that can go into the core of the Earth and take a look. So what we have to do is design experiments to spectrographically duplicate what we're picking up from the core of the Earth. And so what they did in Hamburg, Germany, and in Washington, D.C., a lab in Washington, D.C., is they built what's called a diamond anvil. This was in 2012. And over the period of the next year, what they learned how to do is smash iron in between the diamond oh, and to the pressures equaling oh, what they expect the interior of the earth would be like, at least at the core. And then shoot lasers through the diamonds to heat up. So this guy has a theory. I guess he's one of the hollow earth theorists. This guy to me. I don't trust anybody who's got, you know, been on, done these things on TV because most of the TV shows on these topics are really watered down. But um, I'm giving him a shot. I don't know much about him. I guess he's uh, his thing is that the Earth is hollow, and they're working on an expedition. I, I don't know, man. I got my my plates full with these other things, but um, all right, I'll, I'll give Brooks Agnew a couple more minutes, and then I'm gonna bail on him that iron and what they were able to do is duplicate the thermal conductivity of the iron which produced about 6,000 degrees C which is the same temperature as the surface of the sun so now you have a solid iron crystal about 1200 miles in diameter that puts off a white light in the iron wavelength which is suitable for photosynthesis not a fusion reaction but it's still a good wavelength of light for photosynthesis you can make sugar from it now you have an ocean, now you have light, and you have an atmosphere. You have all the makings, everything that you need for life. And now is when things Welcome really back to the channel, get everyone. interesting. I bring you voting because video number 308 in the are now 
The Mandela Effect is alive and well, and many people who are too scared to question their programming are ignoring it. Of course, she knew what she was doing then, and no lover's here to stay, which told you. Walk this way. 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 Okay, come on, people. Come on, people. You that's isolated uh l- lyrics to walk this way. Those are not the words. She told me how to walk this way, talk this way, told me to walk this way, talk this way. Just give me a right? Walk this way, talk this way. What the hell happened to talk this way? What was that, you might be asking? Well, that's an isolated vocal track from the original, from Toys in the Attic, Aerosmith, Walk This Way. Is that how you remember it? That's the way it's always been? No. Let's go to the official lyrics. Walk this way, 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 walk this way. Eight times we've got walk this way. Did you think he said talk this way? Well, you're misremembering. Confabulation. Damn it. I'm sure millions of people just confabulated the word talk here, 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 and here. But it was never there. Just confabulation, everyone. Come on, bullshit. Come on, are you kidding me? What's going on here? I don't know. Oh my gosh, crazy Mandela effect for Thanksgiving. This is just insane, everybody. And then you go to the second verse. It's walk this way seven times, and then then you get a talk this way. One so out of talk sixteen times, you get one talk this way right at the end. Those are the official lyrics. However, I must have watched about fifteen live performances during my research, all the way from nineteen seventy six. This song came out in seventy five. All the way from seventy six to two thousand fourteen. This one here, I'm show you a tiny little bit. In every single live performance, Steven Tyler sings, walk this way, talk this way, walk this way, talk this, just like I remember it. I know a lot of you remember it that way. I feel sorry for anyone who knows it as walk this way eight times, (laughs) because you missed out on a good song. (laughs) If that's all you've ever known, then you missed out. That's funny. I know that the deniers are going to be telling me. I'm just thinking of the live performances. I don't think I've ever seen a live performance of this song until today. So you're wrong. That's, that's not what's happening here. You know, quick. Do any of you people have any real Mandela effects? Because this shit's getting weird. This stuff is out there. And there ain't nothing you could do about it. Because it is crazy. This guy alone, my favorite Mandela Effect guy, is Moneybag73 on YouTube. And he's had over 300 videos now of all these Mandela Effects. They're different songs. There's uh, different logos, different all kinds of things that just in your life, require a little bit of memory. Now, if you're young, um, or it's hard to say like the cutoff line here, but but my age, and Moneybag73 is a, a very close to my age, um, 
I have older memories. I mean, we're talking about a lot of these things are like stupid. Like I hate Aerosmith. I hate everything about them. But the fact of the matter is, walk this way, talk this way. She told me to walk this way, talk this way. Those are the lyrics that, and I've known this song for a very long time. So um, now that the official lyrics say, walk this way, walk this way, walk this way, walk this way, over and over, it does ruin the song A, and B, that's just not the way it was. So what happened? What happened? Was Is there really a Mandela effect, or did... Uh, it's bizarre. It's bizarre, okay? And that's just one. Okay, this guy's had over 300 videos. I've watched probably a couple hundred of them. They're mind-blowing every time. I've found a couple in my, my day... The only thing I can suggest is if you're and if you're young, it's not going to make any difference. It's going to be the lamest thing. It's not going to have any meaning really because you don't have those points of reference. But I, I, I'm sure there's Mandela effects happening, not just for um, pop culture um, items that I would remember or people my age would remember. Um, I'm just. I'm not sure of the scope of it. I'm not sure of the meaning of it. I mean, it certainly doesn't have a whole lot of impact on my daily life. But if these things are changing, what else has changed that I'm not seeing? Um, So it's a little bit of a mind screw. I'm not sure what to think of it. Can I give you another one? Try not to make it hurt too much. Let's see. Let's uh, let's find another. Let's go back on Money Bags uh, videos here, and I'll see if I can. There was one with Freddy Krueger and his sweater that I had noticed. Um, there was one with some logos, um, different theories. People say it's you know witchcraft or something like that, but I mean, man. It's just strange. Just so weird. Um, let's see. Uh, this, this is a Mandela effects, Mandela effect critic who are not experiencing the phenomenon. So um, let's see if... Um, I'm fascinated by how... Let's see if um, if this video has any resonance. Today on the Moneybag 73 channel, I'd like to share another video that I came across. I mean, most people ridicule and belittle things that they don't understand, but this new video takes the cake. Incredible editing in this new video. I have to give credit where credit is due. But this individual has gone to great lengths to let everyone know that he's not experiencing the Mandela effect. So I wanted to share this with everyone. Here's here's a tiny little bit here. And we're going to start off with this Mandela effect, and you already know what it is, the Pillsbury Doughboy. And I'm sure all of you are familiar with Okay, of Okay, hold on a second here. What color is the scarf of the Pillsbury Doughboy, if you can remember that? it They have it blocked off here, uh, uh, green, just, um, just to see if you can name I think it was red. My, my memory says red. I don't know what yours says. Kind of around his neck. 
It's blue, blue right? Color is white. White. Always been white. It has no. never changed. No. Ever. I'm guessing a lot of you remember it as blue. Yes. And you are not alone. There is a ton oh, of white. residue. Oh my gosh, I am so well showing it as. Oh my gosh. I'm, oh, this is something that happens a lot uh, with with these Mandela Effect videos. I've watched a lot. I've gone down the rabbit hole. I've been woken. Uh, All right, this is stupid. Show. So this guy's just poking fun at it. I get it. What are called? Okay, so anyway, there'll be a link down below. Go ahead and comment. Let me know what you think. <laughs> this guy was a little more creative than the other guy that I pointed out recently, who has continued to make videos. So I guess he's joining the community as a naysayer and critic. Um, we're going to have our critics in the community, but. The last individual that I pointed out was extremely disrespectful. Now, this here is, is all tongue-in-cheek, but um, you know, people who just don't understand the, the phenomenon, they're just going to continue to ridicule and because it's absurd. And on the, on the face of it, it's absurd, and I understand that. It and is. You, most of you understand that it's just a crazy thing it is that we're all experiencing it here is crazy and that most people but we are all, all are experiencing it only some of us are taking the time to look into it some people are scared to look into it um and then you have the critics um <clears throat> you know the pillsbury dope i mean this is a detailed like you know i think the message here is you're he's he's pointing out a, a detail that's like could be either way it's not a big deal there are some legit stories, legit factoids, legit memories that people have and that the official word now is just different. It's just, it's a little tricky to explain, but not really. So uh, let's see what this guy Moneybags has to say about his critic here. Especially the people who aren't experiencing it are going to think that it's just absurd and it's ridiculous because we've all been programmed to think of reality in a certain way. But most quantum physicists believe in the multiverse. We're all being shown that we live in a multiverse. It's going to become more apparent as time goes on, but it is what it is right now. So we have to stick together as a community. And this will just continue to unfold, but we're going to have our critics... And I'm not asking anyone to go over and to put hateful comments or anything like that. But I read the comments over there. They're all little tiny, like little five, six word comments, most of them. And I don't, there's nothing there. There's no substance. So he put a lot of effort into this video. So I thought that he should have some feedback. That's it. Now go create the reality that you want and I'll talk to everybody soon. Good point. <coughs> All right, let's go back here. I'm going to try to find another Mandela effect here. One that might resonate with more people. Let's see. Foster's Freeze. Oh, no, no, no. <sighs> There's just so many, and it's hard to say. And some of them are just details that people can't remember you know some people I know people with amazing memories I don't have an amazing memory 
All right. All right. Uh... Mm, 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 mm. Let's see here. What? Uh... Here's another short one. Uh, I'll just play it. Okay. I'll play it for you. I'm in this channel, ROM30, because of these three clips here. They've redone the scenes the way we remember them, with Dolly having her braces, Hannibal Lecter saying hello, Clarice, and Tom Cruise with his Ray-Ban sunglasses on. <laughs> now, he, he messed up on the shirt. He should have made it a white shirt. But it's still interesting to see Tom with the glasses on because that was never like that in this reality. And then to hear Anthony Hopkins say, hello, Clarice, and then Dolly here smiling with the braces on. Three important. And I saw this one here a while back. Mandela effect. And someone was using, using it as proof to show that 